Hey, you are listening to Chronic and Chill, the podcast about chronic illness and everything else. I'm Jam, the producer, and welcome to this podcast. I hope you enjoy it. So this is the first episode of Chronic and Chill, and I'm super, super, super nervous um, to put this out. You don't know how many times I've recorded this and re-recorded this. Um, So if you're listening to this, you're hearing a version I actually put out. Um, I've just been super hard on myself. And so I'm finally happy to put something out and hopefully you guys enjoy it. Chronic and Chill is a podcast about chronic illness. And as I said, everything else. So technology, art, culture, fashion, anything human related, I guess, um, about chronic illness will be in this podcast. It's a subset of You Look Okay To Me, which is my online platform for pain and chronic illness. So if you get a second and you're interested, go check that out on the website and on social media. In this podcast, you'll be hearing me talk about chronic illness related stuff, but also other people, whether that be in life interviews, in life interviews, what am I saying? Like in person interviews, but also over the phone as well, in case the person is far, far away in different countries, which will be happening in subsequent episodes that show up. I think I've done enough talking, you know, so um, I hope you enjoyed the first episode of this podcast and yeah, just enjoy. So fashion, it's not something we think about when we're talking about disability and chronic illness. I mean, it's not like people with disabilities wear clothes or anything, but it's not something that's put in the same conversation. And I think it absolutely should be. Some people might argue with me and say, well, it's shallow. We shouldn't be talking about that. We should be talking about other things that are more important. I wholeheartedly disagree, respectfully. Um, While it might not be the most important thing to talk about, I still think it's up there. Clothes are not just things that we wear to protect us from the elements, from the cold and the hot weather. They are things that we use to express ourselves for different cultures, to show their cultural identity, ways to make us feel good about ourselves, to boost our self-esteem. And when we have groups of people because of their disability or chronic illness that are not able to do that, we have a problem. And I think that's something that needs to be addressed needs to be addressed through visibility, through the visibility of different types of bodies in campaigns and on runways, but also through the design process, through the actual production of the clothes and how we design things, how we make adaptations for different types of bodies. I think only then when we start offering more choice that real change will get made. In 1999, Alexander McQueen opened up a fashion show with model Amy Mullins. She wears prosthetic legs. I've had so much trouble saying that word, you have no idea. (laughs) I get really tongue-tied. But yeah, she wears prosthetic legs and in the show she wore like this beautiful wooden carved leg. It was made out of elm, it was just stunning and it rose her to heights of six foot one. And then we cut to 2016 and 2017 and we have luxury fashion label Teton Jones who included disabled models in their shows. Um, The shows were called The Body Part 1, The Body Part 2 and it was stunning. I luckily got to speak to one half of Teton Jones, Catherine, and we spoke about the design process and the thought process that went into creating a show like this. In The Body Part 1 we started that by looking at the artist Hans Belmar and his work, um, his work at reconstructing the female form, um, and that, and that basically there was those beginnings. And, and once we really got into it, um, 
we realised that, well, how, how can we how can we talk about this and not have any representation of it on the catwalk? How can we then? We felt we very quickly felt uncomfortable with the idea of um, creatively speculating on this subject and then going through the kind of normal process of casting and casting. Um, I mean, we've always had a very racially diverse casting. Um, and now it's become kind of body diverse, age diverse. Um, but we felt very uncomfortable quite quickly the idea of having just one singular um, presentation of the body and quite a traditional presentation of the body um, on the catwalk. So we have people like Alexander McQueen and Tatum Jones thinking about disability and representation when it comes to the runway. 1999 to 2016 is quite a big gap and I'm sure things happened in between that time but not enough that it was jumping out at me which means that we really have space to do better with our representation on the runway of the different types of bodies that exist in this planet because I feel like in fashion we should be reflecting what we see in society in what we see on the runway as well but that's just my opinion I'm sure plenty of people disagree with that it's not just on the runway as well it's on billboards and campaigns too so we're starting to see a little bit of a change here i think there was a company i think it was american eagle and the lingerie company was called airy please correct me if i'm saying it wrong and they included models with chronic illnesses disabilities different body types in their campaign which was fantastic i shared that to my instagram a few months ago it was really really inspiring to see also companies like primark that are including different types of models in their shows as well disabled children models in their shows fantastic so these are great steps forward for representation and visibility and i'm so happy for that and I hope that more companies do it in the future. However, it is not just representation in terms of visibility that we need to be addressing. The issue of representation when it comes to disability, chronic illness or things like that is not just restricted to the runway or billboards or campaigns, it's in the actual design of the clothes. We have more clothing in stores for these adorable fellows right here than we literally have for people with disabilities. That's Stephanie Thomas, disability stylist, owner of the website Curatable. And those little guys she's talking about in her TED talk are dogs, yes. Basically, there are more clothes and styling options for dogs than there are for disabled people, which was quite mind blowing. Buttoning a button for you may be nothing, but for someone that has dexterity challenges and have arthritic flare-ups, that is incredibly difficult. And let's just take a little woman. A little woman may just want to wear stilettos to work. Nothing fancy, just regular stilettos. But she's not able to because not many brands make those shoes in her sizes. So thinking about the different adjustments that different body types might need, it opened my mind to the world of adaptive clothing. Adaptive clothing is defined as clothing designed for people with disabilities, the elderly, and anyone who struggles with dressing themselves. Adaptive clothing did exist, but it was missing that mainstream fashion component. It was very medicinal and very functional, but not stylish. And that's a huge problem, because what you wear matters. Clothing can affect your mood, your health, and your self-esteem. That's Mindy Shire, owner of Runway of Dreams. Mindy's talk was really interesting because she has a child with a disability and that's where she was inspired to create her company, Runway of Dreams. Her son has friends in school and he wanted to wear jeans. 
just like all of his friends but because of a disability he had trouble putting them on and doing them up and so she was like okay cool I'm gonna do something about it and with her company she was able to make adaptive lines so that kids can wear clothes that they want to wear no matter what their ability is and still feel good about themselves and what's great is that now that we're starting to have these companies that are making these changes and oftentimes they are smaller companies it's spreading to the larger companies so we have Runway of Dreams now collaborating with Tommy Hilfiger who created a line for children as well yo the line is dope the line actually is dope so it's great that more people are talking about this stuff and larger fashion labels like tommy hilfiger are doing something about this and creating that change i only hope though that the change that some of these larger companies make are genuine and they're doing it because they really want to create a world where all people can wear the clothes that they want to wear and not just people that are able-bodied because I can see this as something that some companies might want to jump on to feel good about themselves or look good to the public, but not actually care. And how do you prove that you care? Well, you include people with disabilities, chronic illnesses, or however they want to identify themselves in every single stage of the manufacturing process and the design process of making your clothes. Disabled people should be present from the inception of the idea to the design process, to the production, to the very end. They should be included in all of that. Because if these are the people you're making clothes for, then you need to include those people when you are actually making the clothes. And I think, and I would really hope that these companies are doing that. I think in the case of Tommy Hilfiger, the change that they were making was authentic because they included people in all sorts of stages in the production of the clothes. And even the advert that promoted the line, the director of the advert is someone who is blind and many of the crew that were taking part in the advert had children with disabilities. It's quite cool to see the behind the scenes and if you have time, check it out to see what went into creating an advert like that. My name is James Rath. I'm a legally blind filmmaker and director on the Tommy Adaptive shoot. I am super satisfied with who we have coming to set and the accommodating crew. And we found a community and a passion for proper representation within media for people like me and people with disabilities. I think my final thoughts on this topic come down to two main things, and that's representation and choice. A lot of people don't realise that there's an issue, like a lot of people don't realise that many people have issues with the clothes that they want to wear because they are not inclusive enough. And that could be because there is a lack of representation of different types of bodies in the fashion industry. So I'm really hoping, and I mean, I've been seeing some changes, but I'm really hoping that there's more progression in the representation of different types of bodies. Ultimately, I really do think that the way the fashion industry looks should be a representation of how we are as a society. And as a society, there are disabled people, there are people with chronic illnesses, there are people of different ethnicities and skin tones, people of different dress sizes. We're all different and I think that should be reflected in the campaigns that we see and on the runway. I think a lot of that comes down to choice and I would really hope that one in five people in this country, in the UK, who identify themselves as disabled would get that choice, just like the other four out of five. Thank you so much for listening to the first episode of Chronic and Chill. I really, really, really hope you guys enjoyed it. If you liked what you heard, please share this if you care. So if you're listening to this on iTunes, SoundCloud or whatever platform that this goes on, share it around for someone that's interested. Just share it in general. That would really help me out a lot. 
Big thank you to Catherine who gave up some of her time to be interviewed by me for this podcast. I'm very grateful. Please check out Tetum Jones, their clothes, their line, their work, their shows, all of that stuff. Um, really, really, really great label. And it was just great having the opportunity to talk to Catherine. So very, very grateful for that. Thank you, Catherine. Music heard in this podcast is done by Lakey Inspired. The song is Street Dreams, just in case you're interested. And I think that's all I have to say. Uh, thank you so much for listening and I hope to catch you in the next one.